Welcome to Time Played 3HR, a podcast about playing video games for three hours at a time. My name is Louis. My name is Zoki. Uh, and, well, really, I should have started. Why? Because it was my suggestion. Oh, was it? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, you go. Welcome to Time Played 3HR. Uh, my name is Lucky. You missed the whole thing. I know, but I was thinking that maybe you'd just use this whole soundbite as the intro, and I thought I'd cut it down because you've already covered the actual intro. So what you're doing is extending the podcast out even longer yeah. than it already cut, is. Cut, this yeah. dull you know, podcast. <laughs> this is a dull episode. Feel free to skip. Uh, we're playing Death Stranding. Lucky played it. I played it ages ago. Yeah. I got nothing to say about Wait, it. Yeah, turn around, run. Stay tuned for Opus Magnum if you and um, to do. what else do we do? Welcome to the podcast. Malika Solid. It's a long, dreary, dreary <laughs> slug fest. <laughs> Welcome. I hope you enjoy your bus ride. Enjoy your bus ride. buddy hey buddy how's it going first yeah. of all uh apologies to all listeners my voice is again a bit fucky um due to uh lots of overuse during the weekend lots of talking over loud music and talking to people and general noise so and football shouting at a football match so it's mm. uh reverted back to a weaker state i'm sorry to say i'm sorry to hear that yeah, I mean, even just hearing your audio back to me gives me, like, an intense feeling of jealousy. Because <laughs> of my buttery, smooth voice. Yes. Yes, please. Well, um, you've assured me that you're not in pain. No, no. Good. I'm good. That's all I want to hear. Good to, good, to, good to proceed forward with another great episode. So let's do that. Lockie, you've been playing... A little video game came out a little while ago. Yeah, when did it come out, actually? November? Surely that long ago. Hmm. Yep. Wow. End of November, surely. I don't remember. So, I mean, um, this this game, uh, yeah. Oh, no, 8th. Wow. Uh, so not even that. I mean, I didn't play this game straight away because this is Death Stranding, by the way, for anyone who missed it. Um, because I was going to Australia and thought I didn't want to, you know, start playing this, then take a month off and then return. Um, Terrible game to do that with. You think? Is that honest or? Uh, yeah. Well, actually, it depends on when you do it, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, um, it looked like it would be a very sort of, from the offset, sort of story-driven um, game, which maybe is incorrect now, having played a bit. But, uh, you know, I didn't want to lose my way because, you know, if this game happened to be anything like MGS, I wanted full concentration and uh, all my wits about me to try and keep track of what's going on. Mm -hmm. That's actually something I'm curious about. How does this game compare to MGS in terms of 
clarity of story. Which MGS? Uh, well, I mean, so if let, comparing let's, it to, I, let's compare it to four and five. Well, if you compare it to five, I think one of the things I actually wanted to talk about was like how strange it is, like how f- familiar it feels mm-hmm. if you compare it to five in a lot of ways in like gameplay, uh, visuals and the way it tells its story. Um, obviously, uh, so just a little background, most people I have guess will know, but, uh, Hideo Kojima is the director on the Metal Gear Solid series and then left the publisher Konami, um, with a whole, there was a big row. Nobody knows what happened left in drama and then went and formed a new studio under the same name. Um, and started working on Death Stranding. Really? Under, been published this, by, under the same name? Yeah, it's still Kojima Productions. Um, uh, yeah, and Sony published Death Stranding. Um, and it's so it's built on a different engine than Metal Gear Solid V was. However, it looks like graphically, I think, very comparable. Um, and then, yeah, gameplay-wise and stuff, it's the same. And story stuff, Metal Gear Solid V was sort of infamous for being quite light on its storytelling um and being quite like doing this thing of like front loading stuff um and then just kind of letting you go out and play a bunch of game which was very unusual for um kojima's stuff which has always been like very cutscene centric sure. coming um, coming from four where it was coming from four which is the opposite basically yeah um just cutscenes all the way throughout um so I think, yeah, in some ways, it's like, it's really weirdly, and I guess it shouldn't be weird, but it is weird because it's made by technically a different studio. <laughs> um, it feels so similar and it's a different, obviously a different franchise. But I mean, if, of course, this game is basically Kojima's next child and yeah. in famous Kojima fashion, everything has his influence in it and he's not afraid to tell you i mean you know you think of every metal gear solid game that you play and it's this by kojima this by kojima story by kojima production by mm-hmm. kojima blah, blah 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 um so i mean from the ad it looks like he, and obviously he has a very strong hold over his games and what he wants so it's not surprising that it's um gonna be very similar to mgs sure sure yeah yeah I mean, you. I mean, thinking about it, like, I feel like you could probably, you could call this Metal Gear Solid, you know, and just call it like a, a reboot of the series, sure. and and totally, people would be like, yep, like just swap Sam for Snake, um, put it, and then just 50, change some of the fifty nouns. years in the future, yeah, yeah, um, the, from the like last event of MGS, blame it on some sort of uh, Metal Gear catastrophe, yeah. They're bam, <laughs> you're in. Yeah, similar because he's still exploring like this, like similar themes of like some reason obsessed with like America, um, and like stuff about like war and all that stuff. All, all the same sort of thread points kind of come up, but this is more about like I don't know, connecting people. It is. It is very <laughs> weird know. how America centric this game is, considering he's obviously Japanese. Um, yeah. In the way that it's like you watch those typical trashy action movies that are so, so America focused. And this almost has a similar vibe of we have to unite America because America is the best. And yeah. this country's, this world's only hope is the United States. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's it's very weird. I mean, you don't you don't even know. Um, so for the the premise for Death Stranding is uh, there was some sort of cataclysmic event um, that caused called the Death Stranding, I guess, and and basically left the world in tatters, and most people kind of live uh, as sort of recluses, and there are just not many people around. Um, but you only actually really know about America. Like, they don't really even mention the rest of the world, um, which is, yeah, as you say, like a very, like, typically, like, crappy, like, American action movie to sort of completely ignore the rest of the rest of um, Earth and just focus on America as the sort of thing that needs saving. It, yeah, bizarre. Design. Obviously, um, I've, I mean, obviously, we'll talk about the brand deals at some point because I love brand deals and games. Uh, obviously, everyone was talking Lucky about boy. the Monster Energy brand deals in this game, um, yeah. which maybe feels slightly too forced. I don't hate it. Um, <laughs> we should have a podcast where we just review in-game marketing. I would love that. Let's do a special <laughs> episode on that. Let's make that our special episode. Because I think yeah. that's worth looking at. Um, I don't. That that's def- uh, that that definitely exists on YouTube. Like a deep dive into all the in-game branding. I'm sure. Like it a does. thirty-minute video on I'm YouTube. I'm sure it does. Yeah. Um, I mean, it sounds good. We should do it. But uh, it, yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, you can't think of a more like classical, unless it was Mountain Dew. You know, Monster Energy is sort of on a similar level in terms of American beverages. Uh, so to see that being pushed through as well, I mean, maybe it doesn't work in this sense because why would they have pristine cans of Monster Energy in this post-apocalyptic world? I mean, none of it makes like, um, none of it makes sense. Um, Solid Snake was was <laughs> using an iPod and MGS4, and 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 yeah, but that's uh, that's believable. Because, I mean, in their world, they still had production and technology. Kind of, yeah. Whereas, like, so. math scale, I mean, I don't know, maybe later on in Death Stranding, you travel to the Mountain Dew, sorry, the Mountain Dew, the uh, Monster Energy factory, and uh-huh. it's just perfectly running, and they're <laughs> pumping out, you know, 10,000 cans a day into the trucks. I don't know, maybe this is, maybe yeah. it's in the one working city they're pumping out. Non-stop monster energy. Um, it's worth um, saying that you've played this game for probably about a million hours, and I've played it for three hours, not including cutscenes. Really, you've only played it for three hours, not including cutscenes. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. which takes it to you know like five. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I've played. I think I can't remember what my final top was. Somewhere between eighty and ninety. Okay, somewhere like that. Um. Or yeah, like big big boss you, in Peace Walker, you use a Walkman, and that's in the sixties. Explain that, Lucky. Yeah, okay. Um, I can't, and you know <laughs> I don't need to. So I won't. Yeah, yeah. Um, so do you want to, for anyone who doesn't know, do you want to give a little bit about the gameplay of Death Stranding, or should I? Maybe you should. Uh, yeah, maybe I should because I don't want to have any spoilers from you. Um, so from what I've seen. You play Sam Porter Bridges, who is a, uh, what do you call him, a sort of courier of types who makes deliveries across the wasteland um, of this broken America that you play in. Um, Mm -hmm. And 
This is a very risky role as there is a sort of, for me, quite unexplained monster series of humans that are sort of invisible and roam the wasteland when it starts raining. Um, They're pretty gooey. They're very gooey and it's very dangerous out there. So his role is to make deliveries between locations uh, around this, this world. And uh, I tell you what, it doesn't doesn't mess around at all with throwing you into the story quickly, which surprised mm-hmm. me. You're mm. you know you play for like half an hour um, before you're thrown into the main storyline of the game. Mm. You know what I mean? They don't waste time. I guess so. I mean, is is that unusual for a game? I don't know. I think for a game like this, they had so much opportunity to show you this guy. In his everyday life, oh, you want to, yeah, yeah, before I get that. they sort of throw you, you into to. like the main, because it feels like it's going to be quite samey from here on out, and from uh-huh. what I hear, it will be. Um, it would have been quite cool to maybe give it like three hours of gameplay mm. before you get into the mm. main storyline mission, and maybe it's yeah, maybe it like comes about a bit more naturally, yeah. Like, Maybe like you, you sort of take on a delivery mission, and that one turns out to be the one that kicks off the story instead of it being like you just kind of walk into the room and the story begins. Yeah, very yeah, much so. Or it'd be yeah. really cool if you were making a delivery of some special cargo, and either it's for them so that they. How did it work? It did work like that, wasn't it? Actually, yeah. You're doing a mission for the people who start the main storyline. Um, yeah. And, and You're like a freelance courier, and then um, they recruit you to do this bigger mission. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. It, it's not that interesting, but I thought it was uh, something that I would have liked to slow down a little bit. So um, I think that's a basically, yeah, basically just the game. You know, yeah, you're a delivery guy. You're basically an Amazon delivery guy, and... Um, and you need to deliver to all these people that like hide in shelters because, um, because the world's scary. Uh, what? How do you? What do you think about it? Um, what were your first impressions? Uh, that it's a very cool game, a uh, very mm. good vibe, looks amazing. Uh, th- I think my opinions were slightly tainted by hearing so much about it before mm. hearing so many like conflicted opinions about it being boring versus it being incredible. Um, got so many opinions about this game. Really? I don't, Everyone, just I everyone's don't got, everyone's got such a, no, no, I don't, I don't have, any, I don't think any of them are <laughs> interesting. I don't yeah. think ours, ours will be particularly interesting no. or original or anything, <laughs> no. but like just like so many hot takes about Death Stranding. Um, yeah. What did he win? He won uh what award did he win at the Game Awards? Uh, I don't remember. I don't think he he didn't win Game of the Year, right? I don't. It wasn't Game of the Year. Maybe like Best Direction or yeah, probably something like that. Something like that. Um, yeah. I mean, so in theory, it's a lot of things I like. It's um, again, it's tough because I don't know how the gameplay develops. But from what I hear, there's no combat as such 
from what I heard, there was no combat, but at the same time, in certain areas, it says weapons disabled. Mm. So I'm not sure what to expect from that. Mm. Is it worth you cluing me or wait? I mean, I can, I can, I don't think it's like. Tell me, are there weapons in this game? Yeah. Yeah, there are. Yeah. Interesting. That is um, interesting. They're, they're, not, they're not the focus. Because um, they did show off some generic looking soldiers at the start of the game who they said you would probably be coming into contact with. And they uh, had guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't, you haven't come into contact with them. No. They're a quite an interesting talking point, really? actually. Um, not like there's something I wanted to talk to you about, but you, whatever. We can wait. Um, this is going to be like uh, the Kingdom Hearts 3 1 work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's um, super, super awkward. Yeah, the 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 combat stuff, like it's it's definitely never the focus. I I personally was kind of disappointed it, it got introduced at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I think whenever someone takes the opportunity to make a game that isn't about killing people, um, which seems like something that uh, Kojima is interested in, it seems like all of his games are, are try to f- push you down this route of maybe don't kill everyone. Um, it's it always bums me out when they like they like oh we should we should put a couple guns in here um so i was kind of disappointed when that stuff started showing up but it's never the focus for sure okay i mean yeah so from what i've what i've played i I don't have much to say but what i will say is um one thing that's stuck out with me in the very small bit that i've done is that they reward you for the less enjoyable gameplay um, mm. because, you know, this game's about delivering packages and you find a lot of lost cargo on your journeys and um, you can stack up an insane amount on your back and on your arms. And it looks amazing uh, because, yeah. you know, he's this guy with the sort of leaning tower of Pisa of lost part packages on his back. Um, and it it almost feels like you have to pick them up. You know what I mean? Because you come across them and it's like, oh, well, this is this is a lost package. You know, I, mm-hmm. I can't not take this to the destination or at least a, a uh, post box where I can drop it off where a different person can pick it up from there. Um, but when you do that, you know, you have a weight limit and you stack these bags up and your movement becomes slowed. And almost with every step, the uh, tower of packages will start leaning in one direction and you have to... Um, so I, mean, I guess it's worth explaining the mechanic of L2 and R2, which you use to grab your shoulder straps of your backpack. Yeah. Uh, so when you grab both, you know, you're more stable in walking. Um, it slows you down, but you can say if you're running um, and you start leaning one way, you can grab your, you know, if you start leaning to the right, you grab your left shoulder strap and level out and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I felt a pressure of picking up every one of these lost parcels, which builds up the weight, which meant I was always toppling, which meant I was constantly having to walk slowly and adjust my grip um, and readjust weight every two seconds, which I didn't think was very fun. Yeah, um, that sounds familiar. Uh, definitely, I think you'll probably move on from picking up everything you see. Really? Very quickly? <laughs> I reckon so. Uh, it's not, um, it's not a fundamental thing to do. Okay. Um, and you'll find more productive ways of like getting rewarded basically. 
Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. What, I, what, I, what I want from this game, hopefully going forwards, is lots of high-impact deliveries that are very small and they can run around with. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can... You you can choose like what deliveries you're making, and so like if you want to do like smaller things um, that you can get there faster, you can. Yeah, I guess you could focus more on that. But I think for me, it it became more about like uh, min maxing. So it was like, how can I do this um, with the most amount of stuff, hit the most amount of spots to deliver to in one route, um, in in the sort of smallest amount of time possible. Yeah. Um, which is sort of, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, so, um, one thing I will say is that like, you should get to act three. Um, act three is when the, is when the game starts. Um, I, that's when you're sort of out of like tutorial zone and you're okay. just playing the game. Okay. Um, and some more mechanics start coming in and, and like, it just opens up a bit more, um, I can't remember what I was going to say now, apart from giving you that advice. Oh, I literally have Jeez, no idea. This is going to be such a messy podcast. <laughs> Train of thought is totally gone. Jeez, we're on such different levels here. Oh, late on a Sunday. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I'm a little sleepy. I'm good. Um, I'm just trying to figure out, like, I don't think my, well, so I think there's basically the things that I want to talk about with Death Stranding, uh, the last three hours, mm-hmm. um, some of the mechanics in the middle, and then I guess, I guess really just kind of like, when I think about Death Stranding, what I think about is, is kind of what, what the hell Kojima thinks he's doing, like what, what's, what's going on there. Am I still interested in this stuff? Would I still be interested in this stuff if it was called Metal Gear Solid? Um, what, like, what, who is Hideo Kojima? What is, what is that? Well, as, as a... What, 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 what? Like, like, what? I don't understand the branding. I don't understand the actors. I don't understand the story. I don't understand the the i mean this is coming from just to give context to the people i feel like a kojima fanboy so it's weird hearing you say wow, that's this. strong words do you not think uh melga solo fanboy oh but kojima fanboy really i mean you love the guy uh so i would say simply by the fact that you're in france uh-huh. and kojima was there like an hour later than you yeah. And you were gutted. Not even, like 30 minutes. Yeah. I passed him. You must have passed him. And you were yeah, gutted. Yeah, we were like literally, we were literally at Garden Ore at like 30 minutes apart. Yeah. And, and yeah. you also said to me that like you, that Kojima was in London at yeah. some event and you wanted to go see him, but you had something already planned. Uh-huh. Yeah. You see, Kojima fanboy. So it's weird hearing. I guess for me, fanboy is someone that um likes something without exception right that's what that means to me so like i i like the stranding as a whole i had a good time with that i played it for 80 something hours so like i like the stranding but um uh i i 
I think the things that make it like a Hideo Kojima game maybe didn't have the impact that I wish they would have. Okay. One thing I thought was interesting about this game is there are lots and lots of cool things, but maybe mm. they feel pushed together in a way that doesn't quite work. Mm. I don't know if you felt that, but um, and I, I don't even really know if I could or want to give examples of what I mean, but I feel like there's lots of things that maybe over the last couple of years or however many years he's thought about uh, that he would like in his game, both in sort of design and uh, maybe mechanics, um, that feels kind of all pushed together. Mm. And maybe it doesn't work quite so well. So, I mean, things like walking through the beautiful landscape, which looks amazing. The landscape in this game that I've seen so far does look incredible. Um and, you know, that classic thing of the music comes in, which who doesn't love? Mm-hmm. Everyone loves music over walking in games. But in this game, it maybe hasn't felt as good as other games. I know what you mean. Do you know what I, I mean? Def- I definitely have felt that with the music and the game. Is like It feels like, I guess because it feels like the ideal game for it. But there's something about it, something about maybe about the tone or like maybe the sort of expected nature of it where it, yeah. it just never, it, it doesn't really hit in the way you want it to. It's, it's um, weird, isn't it? Because, I mean, you think back to times like uh, the Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. You know, like when some of those songs hit in while you're yeah. riding on your horse. It's huge moments. It's incredible. Or even yeah. in things like, uh, oh God, I don't want to keep it too rock star heavy, but... Um, GTA. What other? Yeah. I mean, what other games do it? Lots of games do it. None are coming to mind. Um, but I, they, they didn't quite seem to land. I wonder. This. I wonder if it's just because uh, it's done a lot <laughs> in this yeah. game. Maybe um, overused. Yeah, and it's just it is like a lot of excess. Like the the value of like something in in Red Dead Redemption. I mean, I think they do it twice in the first one. Yeah. Um. And the first time it happens is when you get over the border to Mexico and that Jose Gonzalez song comes on. And, um, and that's the first time you hear a popular piece of music. Um, and it comes out of almost nowhere. It's been like a, it symbolizes like a change and blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's a really strong, subtle, good moment in, in Death Stranding. It's like, Kojima just seems to love the band Low Raw. Yeah. <laughs> and just like, just like here's, here's the song that I like that they made. Please listen to it while you, to fill the time while you get to this next area. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of like that, that's what it is. It's all these things that he likes jammed into one game. Yeah. That don't work maybe as well as they could. Maybe, I think maybe it's contextually. Yeah. I mean, I think the Low Raw soundtrack that we hear is very appropriate in terms of tone for this game. But yeah. Um, yeah, they're from Iceland, I guess. Maybe and it looks contextually, like <laughs> but in terms of uh, you know, like tone of the music, yeah, it yeah. feels pretty pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but maybe it's also because like it was pre-hyped. Mm. You know, there was a lot of low raw pre-hype from yeah. uh, all the trailers and all of his Instagram and everything. So we'd heard the band before, mm-hmm. so you knew what was coming. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. It wasn't explained well. This whole podcast hasn't been explained very well. Somehow we're at 26 minutes, though. A lot of ums and ahs. We're doing it. It's we're getting through fine. It. 
we can talk about something else if you like. I've been playing um, more uh, Magnum Opus, Opus Magnum. What's it called? Really? Have you? Yeah, what's it called? Opus Magnum. Opus Magnum. What got you to play that? I really enjoyed it when we played it like a year we and a half it. ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. Um, you just started playing it again for no reason? Well, I've got the, the gifts sitting on my desktop from, uh, you know, the ones I've saved. So yeah. I've got that sort of ever, ever-present reminder. And I've been like watching stuff and wanted a game to play that I could just mm-hmm. focus on a TV show and have something in the background, which Opus Magnum's pretty great for. And it's wicked. I actually love it. It's great. It's, it's great. It's so good. It's really good. I'd love to see all of our comparing solutions to the puzzles yeah. in that game. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember how far I got. I definitely didn't finish it. There's quite a lot of levels by the look of it. Yeah. I think one of the things that, like, I would always just, I would sort of complete it, but then be like, hmm, and I and I felt bad kind of moving on, and it just, it just, I just end up spending too much time on one thing. But I think that's what's good about it. So, I mean, I yeah, think Yeah, no, I think it's a good, it's a good part of it, but it I just meant I never finished it. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, but no, you know, it take like, takes like two hours <laughs> to get a yeah. nice solution for one of these puzzles. Have you looked at any of their other games? No. Um, uh, they're called Zactronics, I think. Um, and they basically just make games like that, that have that sort of, you're the sort of solving puzzles by sort of creating a visual sort of code. You know what I mean? I remember you telling um, me about them when we recorded it. Um, and they've made like a bunch now. Um and I think I think for me, looking at all of them, even though I've only like touched the other ones in some ways a little bit, maybe just one or two of the other ones. Yeah. Um, Opus Opus Magnum is definitely the most appealing because it seems to hit the right balance of like being approachable um, and looking really nice. Whereas some of the others are a bit more like grungy and a bit more like technically focused. Yeah. Um, it this is it's very um it's like the in maths when you're doing trans translating shapes and moving shapes around graph paper it's still maths but it's kind of an easier to digest but it hits the part of your brain that maybe works in a different way you still yeah you're still getting points towards your like gcse (laughs) yeah i'm glad you're playing that yeah it's magnum's cool yeah it is very cool game you'll have to send me some gifts to try and convince me to play again yeah i will I, i gotta put together a wicked little uh little one today Maybe I'll post it on the story. Maybe you will. Yeah, I will. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'll post it. uh, I don't know if my other one that I was hyping up is going to be as good. When is is that coming? When can we expect that? Who cares? At some point. Oh, man, I'm I'm hyped. Give me a release date. Buckle down. Uh, This one, the Opus Magnum gift, is going to go up tomorrow. Tomorrow. After this is released. Because we want people so, to hear the episode, or maybe even on like. So you mean today for them? Yeah, today it's live right <laughs> now, baby. Yeah, and you can get it on Instagram stories right now. Yeah. When does these podcasts yeah. go live? Six o'clock. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's supposed to go live at like seven in the morning. Oh, geez. GMT. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll post it at. Oh, it's tough, isn't it? 
because it, it's it? tough because I actually do want the people to see this gif. You know, it's for people listening like two days late, which is arguably... Then post it as a... F- just do it as a full post. Oh, God, that's such a boring post, though. But, like, it's it's Instagram. It's not freaking... The not Louvre. Like the portfolio. Yeah. All right. All good. It would be better if people just saw the thing than, like, you know. True, true, true. Podcast moment. We can call them podcast moments. <laughs> yeah. You like and that? then in the description, you can say which episode the podcast is from. Yeah. And a timestamp. Timestamp. Go to <laughs> go to here to find out why I'm posting about Opus Magnum. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Uh-huh. That's a lot of work. You're going to have to find the time that we talked. Yeah. Okay, look. 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Somewhere, somewhere around the 30 minutes. Around, there you go. Quote. Around. Because there'll be an intro. The Oh, jeez. 31-minute <laughs> mark. <laughs> yeah, too easy. easy. All good. Done. That'll be well, there right uh, now, boys and girls. There we go. Yeah, check it out. Um, yeah. So I think, I, think, I think last week's episode, The Sims, was very good. And I think this week's episode was a bit crap. So they level out. Absolutely. I mean... That's the problem with doing a weekly podcast. Yeah, they can't all be... They can't all be gold, guys. Can't all be gold. Some have to be bronze. Okay, okay. Real talk. Yeah. Opus Magnum or Death Stranding? In a 1v1? Yeah, if, if, yeah. If I could only play one ever again? Ooh, I no, mean, just which one do you prefer? Which one do I prefer? <laughs> yeah. They're so different. Uh-huh. But so far... Very close. I would say it's really close. I'm having probably more fun with Opus, so I'm um, ha- having more fun with Opus. What would you give Opus Magnum out of five? Strong. Well, I mean, in terms of puzzle games, it really doesn't get much better. No, I think I think if you're going to play a puzzle game, you should probably. It's, play. it's, it's a five on the puzzle game. <laughs> but because it's a puzzle game, you're going to have to knock it down at least one and a half. No, not necessarily. <laughs> you know, I just don't play many puzzle games. Yeah. I'd maybe... You know what I like about Death Stranding? Tell me. Just to come back to the game as I was talking about. I'm just... So I'm, I've been watching someone play Act 2 of Death Stranding, which is the act you're in now, um, while we've been talking. Okay. And... and Maybe five minutes ago, they started actually playing the game. <laughs> um, it was all cutscenes up until that point. Yeah. So they're now just kind of like doing their first delivery, I think. Really um, long. It's like an hour of cutscenes at the start of Act 2. Um, and I guess the thing I like about The Stranding is, is the focus and attention on doing um, simple tasks. And I like it when games do that. I like games that like explore like... Um, I can't remember the game, but there was a game where you had to like pack up all your stuff to move house or like games that like take, take something that maybe you don't typically do in a game, um, explore a fun, interesting, satisfying mechanic of doing the thing. And I like that Death Stranding is a triple A, hugely expensive video game that is predominantly about walking across landscapes and carrying stuff. And it's, and it's about how you navigate those spaces. Mm. Um, 
I think that's 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 why I enjoyed Death Stranding as as a whole. I think maybe sometimes I was disappointed that I felt like it didn't lean far enough into like into some of that stuff. Um, but it's cool. Like it's cool. It feels very good to like put a, a pike into the ground and then abseil down the side of a cliff or like um or like make a ladder and put it over a river like that feels yeah, very nice and interesting in a way that you don't get to see in a lot of games i think that was very well put very but well put. It's, it's, yeah aside from that i don't know <laughs> just rending i think that's a good thing to end on also okay this is the final thing i want to say I just, I guess, I kind of wish. I want to know what it looks like to give that amount of money to someone that isn't Hideo Kojima. You know? Do they not? Well, like you get, like you get, like, like Hideo Kojima probably thinks of himself as like an auteur, right? It's like the sort of grand directorial vision has full control. Yeah, this is his thing. What if you give allowed the... someone? What if you? What if you took like I don't know. Uh, the people that make, um, I'm trying to think of an indie game. Think of an indie game. Gone Home, the quintessential indie game. What if you gave that team, however many millions this was, like, what does that game look like? Sure. I want to know what that is. Um, but I mean, is it yeah. just Bioshock? I don't know. <laughs> is it Bioshock? Probably is. <laughs> I don't think so. They're the same thing. I think Bioshock was pretty standard AAA in a lot of ways. The audio logs, that's the only thing. They just, they got audio logs. Oh, okay. <laughs> if that's, if that's what you do with your millions, create more audio, audio logs. logs. Yeah. You get, you get hundreds of millions and then you're like, audio logs. I hate audio logs. I don't I hate think, them. I think they're a great storytelling technique. I just can't be bothered. Also, but they play when you, as long as they play when you play yeah. and you don't have to like stop and listen. Yeah, that can be very good. That's the big, like if you, if you've made a game and you have to pause to listen to the audio log. Then you've failed. That's, you've screwed that game up. In, in, um, in the Tomb Raider games, the recent ones, you pick up an item and then it'll like bring up that menu to show you the item. And then she'll start reading this like huge paragraph of text and it will show the text in the paragraph on the right hand side. And it's just like, come on! I can read faster than you're talking, just, and you're talking, and I can't play the game. It's like, oh, just I can't, and then you just stop picking it up. You just don't do it. No, yeah, why would you? Or well, I mean, why assume you, you can pick it up and leave. You could quit out, yeah, but yeah. it's just annoying. Yeah, it's a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. What if you gave that? It's, much not, it's, money also, to it's us. also like, no, no shade to like the Tomb Raider games, but like, I'm not probably gonna find. Like the audio logs are just guaranteed to not be interesting oh, in a Tomb Raider game. Yeah, of it's just going to be like, oh, the the ancient doodles. <laughs> All right, should we uh, wrap this up? <laughs> I think we've done it. I think we've done it. Let's get out of here. Well um, done for playing three hours of Death Stranding. Cheers. Good luck on your seventy eighty hour pursuit. Yeah, yeah. you're not going to finish this game, right? Who knows, man? That's the beauty of life, isn't it, you know? How far did you get in Red Dead 2? Oh, very not far. Hmm. But I didn't like Red Dead 2 that much from what I played. It was fine. I found it quite boring, though. Yeah. Maybe I'll play more. Again, holding out for Animal Crossing's not long now. That's... Did you watch the Direct? No, I didn't. 
you going to? Uh, I probably should. Don't see why not. It's at the end of... It's in like a month, isn't it? Animal Crossing? March. Yeah. End of March? Yeah, like 20th, I think. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Exciting. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, holding out for Animal Crossings. Can't wait for that episode. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what am I playing, dude? What, what's next week? Um, you don't know what it is, unless okay. you've like read about it on Reddit or something. Okay. Um, so I'll give you some clues as to like what it might be, I guess. Yeah. Um, you remember when we played uh, The Glass Staircase? Uh, you remember The Glass Staircase? God, we've done so many that I'm forgetting. It was quite recently. The horror game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. You know how I was like, yeah, yeah. I love it when games have this like PS1 aesthetic. Oh, no. Another one of these? <laughs> oh, not just one, my friend. Okay. Uh, it's called the. Uh, actually, I don't know what it's called. It's it's called like the the haunted PlayStation oh. One demo disc. <laughs> Jeez, another so horror it, PlayStation One game. So it's it's twenty short PlayStation One sort of aesthetic horror games made by a bunch of different developers compiled into one game. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And you're going to play it for three hours. Cool. Sounds like a plan. Yep. See you later. Uh, not yet. Not yet. Um, um, okay, let's do this incredibly fast. Instagram, time play 3HR. <laughs> um, <laughs> email time. Email. Thanks, Lucky. Time play 3 hr at gmail.com. When does this podcast come out? Mondays. Where? And where? Uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, probably, yeah? yeah. Uh, Google, Google, Google. Great. Good job, buddy. Your Android phones. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>